Time for rolling. The right targets. That is one trade. T Tigers is still pretty healthy. Tries to jump in. He finds one. This is a big turnaround for Liberation X. They might get the third. They might find an ace here onto Lost Boy Top. Surrey Strike is not oh. enough. Because it goes down. He might go for Donna Twips. He's going to get one. He's got to get two. Lost Boy oh. Top. Rolling Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you Vainglory Esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis, we present to you the best in professional Vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Endless and Crude Sloth. It's time for Rolling Hey, how's it going, guys? And welcome to episode 46 of Time for Rolling Esports. My name is Endless, and I'm joined with my two co-hosts, Crude Sloth and Belligerent Slothy, as uh, it was my new nickname for Crude Sloth. That got that from Belligerent. How's it going, guys? It's going pretty good. I am awesome. I've never actually thought of the term Slothy. I always called him Crude, which is way way worse for the nickname than slothy so I-, I like slothy everyone you must now refer to crude sloth as slothy uh, Wait, when did... fantasy team that's where it came from oh okay i was gonna say i was like i don't remember belligerent calling me slothy but oh okay. uh, we were playing yeah, we, were, we were playing the other night and uh i was on discord and you weren't and he kept yelling at me to yell at you he kept saying slothy so that's how i remember it oh uh, i got you i got you oops oops all right so split one is over everything is which i had zero clue like literally going into the weekend number three i literally thought we had one more weekend of split one i didn't know this one was three and then split two was uh four weeks so yeah pretty pretty good on my end but split one is over uh this weekend we have the mobile masters in las vegas uh but first we can go ahead and break down eu real quick I will give you the matchups, talk about the points, talk about our picks, talk about a little redemption story, a little uh, a little comeback story. Um, but first of all, for EU, our first matchup was Mouse Sports versus SK. Uh, we all three picked SK in that matchup. SK does 2-0. Next matchup is Salty versus uh, Fnatic. Crude and I, Slothy and I, were uh, pretty confident on Fnatic there. Belligerent, though, I, stupid. I don't get it. I don't understand why he picked Salty Potatoes, but he did. Got it right, so uh, good for him. Next matchup, Calamity Reborn versus G2. All of us pick G2. They win that 2-1. to one. Uh, Dynasty versus Clash. Uh, Belligerent and I do pick Dynasty. Crew does pick Clash. Uh, day one for EU. Three out of the four matches were at best of threes. Moving on to the semifinals. SK versus Salty. Uh, all of us pick SK to win that, I believe, yes. And then the next matchup is G2 versus Dynasty. I was the only one to pick Dynasty. That is where I get my points this week. Third place, Salty versus G2. 
Um, do you guys even remember what our third place picks were for the last? I know I didn't pick Salty. I don't. I don't think any. Well, you were the only person who got G two in there. Um, I think I had Salty versus. Who were the other people? Oh, Dynasty. And Dynasty. Dynasty oh, okay. Over Salty. So no one got points in that third place matchup. Then the finals, of course, was SK versus Dynasty. Crude picked uh, G2, and Blidger and I picked SK. Dynasty looked actually pretty good. They uh, won game one, I believe, right? And then SK won the next two. I believe that's what happened. I don't know if Slothy wants to confirm or deny that. Uh, Repeat, and then I'll confirm or deny. What were you doing? Tell me right now what you were doing <laughs> it, when I was talking. Was, did, I'm not going to lie. I was looking. It did end up. Ahead. It did end up as a 2-1 series, but I don't. I didn't get to watch it, so I don't know who won first. And Slothy still wants to ignore the question. Uh... Uh yeah, I don't I don't know what Did we're talking Dynasty about right now. Did Dynasty win the first game of the finals? Oh, I don't I didn't see that, dude. I was at a concert. You knew that. <laughs> no, you, you no. Okay, whatever. All right. So that was uh, two minutes waste of our, your time. Go ahead and skip through that part. Preparation of the podcast is so awesome. You know what? <laughs> I get yelled at for trying to prepare for this podcast. I don't want to hear it. All right, so that is EU. That let's go over the final points real quick. First split one, SK, pretty you know sitting in a pretty good spot right now. Twenty four points, uh, G two with thirteen, Dynasty with eleven, Salty with nine. I haven't said Fnatic or Mouse Sports yet. Fnatic with eight, Mouse Sports with three, Calamity with two, and Clash with one. Every single person in EU has a point. Uh, that is something they can say compared to NA. But Fnatic and Mouseports, you know, seeing those two teams kind of at the bottom of the, the top six, uh, pretty interesting to see that. I know we all like Fnatic a lot, think they're a strong team, but, you know, they've just been, I know, they've just been struggling not being able to get some wins under their belt. But for our... I think uh, needs another boot camp. They need another boot camp? Yeah, for sure. Could be. I don't, I don't know what's going on over there. They have... Yeah, you can't like with mouse you could you could almost blame it on synergy because they have tricky as their new laner. Fnatic has had the same roster for this is their third season in a row. So yeah. I don't know I don't know why they're struggling so much. Uh they have the coach over there in Kigaza who looked like he was making a difference uh the the end of last season, the the maybe even the second split of last season. I don't remember when he joined. Um but this season, they have just looked, other than week one, they have just looked lost. All right, so let's go over our points then for EU. Um, I had 10 points, Belligerent right behind me uh, with nine, and then Slothy, uh, pretty rough, two points, try to make some you know, he, he would have ended well if he, uh, at one point you said uh, G2 was going to win, and then you said something like, we know how EU is, it, everything each week is different, but, you know, SK ends up winning three weeks in a row, and uh, not so fast. Who says not so fast, Crude? <laughs> not Lou Holtz. Yeah, <laughs> at least so, or so. I don't know if any sports fans are out there, <laughs> but last episode he said not so uh, fast. I don't know if any of you understand that reference, but that's uh, Lou Holtz, which that's wrong. It's actually Lee Corso. So, uh, crude being a sports guy, you even got that wrong. 
Hey, uh, thank you for calling me out. Like, if you just left that alone, I'm pretty sure no one would have ever caught that. But, yeah, well, you know, I just bring that up. I just, That's probably because most of our listeners have absolutely no idea who Lou Holtz is. That's fair. Probably true. And I just thought of it, and I thought it was funny because we were literally sitting on the couch watching Saturday football, and I hear Lee Corso say, not so fast. And I turned and looked at you, and I said, you said that was Lou Holtz that said that. <laughs> yeah, I might have. See, this is why you guys brought me on the podcast for accuracy reasons. Accuracy. Oh, my God. And then we have belligerent who's been throwing out random numbers for his picks every time. And I'm like, I think that's wrong. You're like, no, I think that's right. And we've both been wrong and right. This week has just been, it's been chaotic. In fairness, when you told me that I got my pick wrong, you said that I picked, uh, I think it was salty potatoes over Dynast. No, over G2 when that matchup didn't happen. So you confused me when you got me to say that. Uh, well, I guess all I was just so excited that I was beating you guys that I didn't know who the matchups were. I just knew I was winning, and this was like my first time experiencing that this split. So I just I had to let the bragging continue. But yeah, well, you know, day one is really the 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 one that matters the most because it's the only ones that you know for sure as far as matchups, and only one of us got a hundred percent on day one. I still call BS on the salty potatoes pick, but whatever. Anyways, we can move on to NA where. How is it BS on the salty potatoes? I don't know. You've you been so lucky. Don't even. You've been all about Fanatic all season. And this thing you're just like, you know, I like Fanatic. But no, I just, no, no, no. I picked against Fanatic last week also. Uh, did you get that yeah. one right? Yeah. Okay, okay. See, I picked against Fnatic when they played. I forget who they played, but I said that they were going to be, it, they were struggling because of what happened in week one. And I thought it was going to come back and bite them. And I got that pick right as well. So I've only picked Fnatic to win day one, week one. Hmm, fair enough. When they won. Week one. Well, bull crap. They should have lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right. EU EU's over with. Let's move on to NA where we all you know, day one was like Bludgeon just said, kind of the matchups that we kinda of can predict predict and get right. Day two, on the other hand, uh, was kind of a crazy I don't even know what to call day two for uh NA. Oh, I said I would like to thank TSM for ruining everybody's picks and not letting everybody get so too far ahead of me in points. Yeah, that was it is all on TSM, so um we can maybe break down some of these matchups for NA. Uh kind of talk about these day one a few of the day ones, definitely some of these uh semifinals. First matchup was TSM versus Gangstars. Uh of course, all of us picked uh, you know, TSM to win that one. You know, Gangstars is a team that had like three kills and you know, weekend two, number two this weekend, they get like six kills. They are moving up in, in that uh, aspect, trying to get more kills. But, you know, the interesting, one, interesting thing was uh, TSM, you know, drafting the same exact um, comp in both games. They get the pedal and that rhyme. I don't know if they were like trying to practice for uh, the, their next matchup against that Cloud9 that they're expecting to play. But, you know, best job playing that weapon power pedal both matchups trying to you know maybe practice to get as as strong as 
um, you know, old school. But uh, Crude, do you have anything you want to talk about for this matchup? Well, I mean, just to be accurate, they didn't play the exact same matchups because Flash X played Lance the first match and then he played Lyra the second one. So technically it wasn't the exact same. Just got to be accurate, you know? Yeah, but, you know, the captains don't really, you know, I wasn't really considering the captains mattering just because. Hey, captains matter, okay? Okay. All right. Uh, no, I really don't have anything to say. Uh, the first game was, I think, more competitive than the second game. The second game was a complete blowout. I mean, I don't remember the last time I saw a jungler, uh, Xenotech, in the in the jungle. He only had one offensive tier three item by the end of the game, and I was just like, "Yikes!" It was. I mean, he was he had his shielding done. He was trying to defend against Best Chuck on that one power pedal goes three and zero, and then Vonsi seven and zero on that rhyme. They were just yeah, it was it was a landslide. I'm excited for week three of split two. <laughs> What's that matchup? Random. That's Gangstars versus Time Bow Storm. <laughs> oh, belligerent. I'm sorry. I'm just, it's hard to find something that's Gangstars versus TSM. That was, you know, in that second game, Xenotech had one kill, which doesn't really sound good until you realize it's the only kill their team had. So at least he did something. I mean, uh, Xeno, Xenotech didn't have a kill. In the second game, second game, Gangstars Maybe didn't have any kills. Game. Maybe it was was it game one there? They only had one kill then. No, they had eight kills in game one. That could be a week ago or uh... no, because I just oh maybe it was a week ago. I don't know. Anyway, see, there's not much to talk about in that matchup. So I thought we had you on this podcast for accuracy. What the oh, hell are we paying you? <laughs> paying you for? Military <laughs> goes, wait a minute. <laughs> no, see, I was just catching up fantasy stats today, so I got my weeks mixed up in my head. Uh, uh, okay, fair enough. All right, so I think we can move on from this one. Next matchup, we got Rogue and Tribe, correct, Endless? Yeah, we do have Rogue and Tribe. This was our match of the week. Um, we all were expecting this to go probably best of three, be a pretty intense uh, series. Uh, game one. Uh, we will break down these matchups since it was our match of the week. We can talk about them. Uh, game one, we see Tribe banning uh, Catherine with Rogue banning uh, the Petal. Uh, and then we see Tribe picking up the Kashka with Rogue picking up the Rhyme. Rogue bans away the Crawl and then Tribe bans away the Jewel, uh, which is obviously a target ban. And then we see Rogue picking up Lance. We see Tribe finishing with Kashka and uh, Grace. And then we see Rogue finishing with uh, the Adagio. So it was interesting to see this uh, this matchup. Real quick. Crude's real quick, anxious. Uh, He's got stuff to share. Yeah. yeah. You said Kashka twice. I just want to let the audience know that it is Kestrel and Kashka. Ooh, nice. I got your back. This is maybe the worst podcast in history that we've done. So you guys <laughs> are witnessing history. Uh, I it's, can only go up from here. We've we've struggled up to this point. So, but that's the draft. It's gonna get better. No, see, Bludrin just said it's gonna get worse, didn't you, Bludrin? Did I hear that right? Yeah, I said I bet we can get worse. And then I said it's gonna get better from here. So, <laughs> but the right, one thing anyway. I want to talk about and expect, you know, crude, you can do your part. Then Bludrin, you can go last. But Bludrin specifically is uh this 
um, you know, the Adagio from Hammy. It is a weapon power Adagio. So, Belligerent, you can talk about that later. Unless, Crude, you want to drop knowledge on weapon power Adagio before uh, Belligerent can. But, Crude, we want to talk about this first matchup. Yeah, no, I don't have a whole lot to say about the weapon power Adagio. Maybe the only thing is that it's a little bit different build than what we see from later on, especially in the weekend, weekend, or the weekend. Um, you know, like, it, it, we saw later on that it goes kind of that weapon power pedal build. That it's you know the the two tornado triggers with the the tyrant's monocle and the sorrow blade, but this one was poison shiv, breaking point, and sorrow blade. So I mean it was a little bit of a different build, a little bit of sustain and trying to last longer in those fights. Um, but yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say on this first one. I don't know if belligerent you got much to say on this first matchup here. Um, not really. I didn't see a whole lot of it in detail. Uh, in fact, I think I no. I actually I did see the the weapon power Adagio, and I think the see I I still have this suspicion that weapon power Adagio is stronger than a lot of people give him credit for, mostly because of his range. Um, but I just didn't like the build path in this yeah. one. Like I I understand the poison shiv because they had grace I think on the other side if yep. I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to counter some of that heal. Uh, but I just don't think, you know, I think Weapon Power Adagio is probably one of those four item carries uh, somewhere along the line of the pedal build is what I think would probably make him really strong. But the fact that he has the longest range in the game, not counting Lyra or Baron, who can get further if they overdrive their ultimates. But so I've been uh, for a while now, I've been asking people why they don't think Weapon Power Adagio works, and nobody has really been able to give me a solid answer. So maybe it's seeing a bit of a comeback. Who knows? But um, yeah, that's really, really all I have to say about that. I but, guess the only other thing I would say is Kashka getting picked up on T Tigers going seven and two. But we, I mean, we, I'm getting ahead of myself, but we see that Kashka gets picked up by tried tribe every single matchup so so does the cash kind of curious about that oh does it really yeah dnzo plays cash weapon powered cash every game as well so yeah that's something we can talk about after we get through the three series but you know okay. just like tsm didn't change really their draft besides their captain you know and tribe doesn't either they stick with the the kashka which you know tiggs is normally dominant on he was this first game seven and two but the, the last two games we don't really see that happening out of them uh tribe does win this one 13 to six uh, we can go over to the second game. Uh, Crew, do you have the draft for second game? I sure do. All right, how about you uh, break so, it down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rogue, they go ahead and ban away the the pedal again. Uh, Tribe, they go ahead and ban away Catherine. Rogue picks up the Lance. Tribe, they go ahead and pick up Kestrel. Uh, they go ahead and ban away the Rhyme. They don't want a pawn on that Rhyme, but that does leave open the Kroll. So they pick up the Kroll and the Celeste. Their other band was Grace. And then Tribe, they finish it up with picking up Arden and that Kashka. So the Arden was the difference from the first game, which they had the uh, Grace. Yeah, so Rogue, um, the Hammy, basically carried this game going 15-7 and on this uh, Celeste. Four-item Celeste, traditional build. Uh, It was pretty pretty amazing his ability to kite away from uh t tigers t tigers had a um he had a aegis a crucible and um whatever that one 
Slumbering Husk. Slumber Husk. Slumbering, yeah, Slumbering Husk, whatever. So, you know, he had a lot of... that one thing is called. It's not not built that often, so I don't ever really say it. So I could not think of what it was called. But, and then, of course, DNZO on a Sorrow Blade, Double Tornado Trigger, Tyrants, uh, Kestrel. You know, he went 11-8. and So it was really close, 20-18. to It was an almost 40-minute match, pretty back and forth. Um, I don't know if, Villager, if you want to talk about, is this Kestrel and Kashka... Like, is that still good into this comp, this Cruel, Lance, and um, Celeste? Like, why is, you know, Tribe not changing things up? Why are they sticking with the same exact heroes? Well, Two Tigers uh, is known for being, you know, one of the, if not the best Kashka um, around. Kashka, I mean, that's, that's always a pick that you have to fear out of them. She's not quite as meta as she used to be. Uh, just because of some of the new heroes they've added. But she's still really strong, especially now that we're seeing the emergence of the mages coming back, the Celestes and the Scarfs. Uh, Kashka plays really well into that. The Kashka into the Kroll, however, is not a matchup that I like. Kashka into Rhyme, I don't know why they banned the Rhyme if they were going to play the Kashka. I like Kashka into Rhyme uh, because a good Kashka will be able to dance around the Rhyme and never really take damage from him. Uh, as we saw, uh, in one of the match, was a game one that they won. Uh, Tribe uh, won game one. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we we saw that Koshka Ryan matchup in game one. When I was with Gangstars, uh, Xenotech only lost once on Koshka for basically the whole season while I was there, and that was our last match against C Nine in in lives. Uh, we saw G2 try to counter our Kashka with Rhyme. Rhyme will pop up every now and then as a counter into Kashka, but she is like the one brawler that Rhyme doesn't really work into because she's too fast for him. But into Kroll, like Kroll can take her damage as well as weaken her. So I I have never liked the Kashka into the Kroll matchup. Not one of my preferred uh, picks as far as the counter. So that being said, I'm not surprised to see it on uh, T Tigers. I'm not surprised to see the Kashka on T Tigers just because it, it, it's you know, a couple of seasons ago that was his pick, right? You just don't like you had to deny T Tigers Kashka. So yeah. I'm not surprised to see him on it. I don't like it really in this matchup. Uh, Kestrel Weapon Kestrel is very strong. I mean, Truth just destroys people with Weapon Kestrel. Uh, I believe in week two it was. Uh, we dominated with it. And then we saw Rogue ban it two out of the three matches. And then in our third place match against Tribe that week, uh, they banned it every game as well. So uh, Weapon Kestrel is a little uh, powerful. Dienzio's build is a little different than Truth's. And it's uh, what he was doing with it is unique by putting the tornado triggers on the Kestrel, he was able to, as I believe you mentioned, kite uh, in those fights better because he could use the the rapid fire auto attacks as opposed to like the build that Truth typically uses is more of a glimmer shot focused build uh, where it's all just that burst from those glimmer shots as opposed to having any type of attack speed. Uh, so I think Kestrel is still very strong. I'm a little... I, Sometimes I wonder where the crystal kestrels have gone, um, right. because I think she's I think she's still strong in both ro- both roles. So 
I think the Kashka is something that we could see come back, especially if Celeste and Scarf continue to be strong. Um, but I, I don't know that it's an every game pick like it used to be, and especially into a Kroll accompanied with the Lance. Evol was on Lance in this game, correct? Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, Lance is a traditional Kashka counter because, he, you know, she tries to dive in and then just bounces right off of his shield. Um, so Kashka into Kroll and Lance, not not really a good draft. Uh, probably better ways they could have gone with that, in my opinion. So then you just stated a lot of facts for game two, and then game three completely... Dis, you know, disqualify. I don't know if disqualify is the right word, but completely puts all those facts you just said. It does; those don't matter anymore because Pawn's on Rhyme. T Tigers is on Kashka again for Game Three. Pawn goes eleven and three. T Tigers goes eight and nine. So Pawn somehow finds a way. This would be a fun game to go back and watch and see where T Tigers goes wrong and not be able to kill Pawn. Uh, Pawn's teammates Evol is on Grace. Uh, Ro or Hammy is on uh, Blackfeather. And then D'Enzio, he's back on this one-powered Kestrel again, but this time he does, I think, more of that truth build. He has, like, the double tyrants, the sorrow blade. You know, he's going for more probably the glimmer shot focus. So I wonder, is is it more, does that make more sense to go a glimmer shot focus build against, like, a Rhyme who has a lot of fortified health and stuff? Or why does D'Enzio switch his build from game two to game three? Yeah, I mean, on Rhyme, I would go Glimmer Shot Focus just because he doesn't have the gap closer that Kroll does, so you right. don't really need to kite him out. You just need your positioning to be good. Um, and and I believe there was a highlight from week two where Truth just, I think it was two and a half Glimmer Shots just destroyed Pawn on his rhyme. Uh, actually, we featured it in the Gold from the Fold video. Right, uh, That was one of the top plays where Truth ends up with the triple kill. And it was like two glimmer shots and all of all of Ryan's health was gone. So yeah, that's that's why I would assume the change in the build. I mean, you never really know with these guys. Sometimes they just build what they feel. Um, but that's to me, that's where the strategy plays in as far as um why you would change the weapon power kestrel build. I'm curious, what was uh what was Hammy's stats on the black feather he was five and six five and six yeah and evil went two and three so so i would be curious to go back and watch that match because i don't remember right off the top of my head but i would be curious to go back and watch and see who ended up with the kills on the kashka it's not that rhyme can't play well into kashka it's just that generally a kash you know you have to be a very skilled kashka into a rhyme in order to do the dancing um so I would be interested to see who got those kills on T Tigers as opposed to Right. Cause yeah, Max Green does where have Ryan five got deaths. his kills. Yeah. So um it while the stats kind of contradict what I said, uh the stats from game one no. Yeah. The stats from game one don't that's where Tribe, you know, that's how Tribe beat that Ryan in the first game. And I don't remember game three, uh, because we were Actually, you know, with that being game three, we were talking and prepping for our match that was coming up. So I would I would be curious to see if it if Rhyme's kills were on the Kashka or if they were on the other two uh, primarily. 
Yeah, that would be a great match to go and watch, especially with Hammy. You know, he was on a hero that can die with those Rose offenses and see if he was focusing on, you know, T-Tigers more or if he was trying to jump on Dienzio because Dienzio went 4-4. Four and four, So, you know, Dienzio only has four deaths while T-Tigers has nine. So maybe T-Tigers was just playing too aggressive, maybe getting caught up in Evols, you know, Holy Novas, and maybe they just did a good job of focusing uh focusing him down so you know rogue wins that one 18 to 12 all these matches had a lot of kills this one was a 30 minute match they were long uh they were pretty intense crude uh you haven't spoken one word yet about that match do you have anything particular that you liked about this match three i mean not a belligerent covered a lot of it the only thing i was going to say is what was really interesting with the rogue and how they ended up winning their sustain i mean they had so much defensive items uh, Hammy only had two offensive tier three along with Pawn. They both had, uh, Hammy had full metal jacket and Atlas Pauldron. So, I mean, the NCO, while he did have that bone saw, obviously wasn't doing enough damage because they had, they were just completely defensed up and sustaining. So, I mean, that was the only thing I was going to say. Um, you guys made a good point. I would like to go back and rewatch it since I don't remember off the top of my head on exactly what was happening, but I just, I, I just don't ever remember seeing a match with this much defense. Yeah, there's a lot more. I mean, I'm not. Well, Hammy, Hammy on Blackfeather typically goes like the traditional Blackfeather, which is Serpent's Mass, Breaking Point, and then you tank up. Um, so that much defense on a Blackfeather isn't surprising because that's the way that you want to play a weapon Blackfeather is you want to yeah, dive in, but... you want to deflect the damage and build those Breaking Point stacks. So. I mean, um, you could do it. You could do a three offensive tier three. I mean, I don't know to do to have three defensive items really. I mean. I don't know. Um, I mean, it depends. It, it also, I, what was his third defensive item? Well, he had Atlas Pauldron. Um, he had the Full Metal Jacket, and he had the Aegis. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, with with the damage that probably coming from that Kestrel with that build, although uh, I think the Breaking Point is a stronger choice there than the Bone Saw, um, because I don't believe that Bonesaw applies from the Glimmer Shots. It might. I could be wrong. Um, <clears throat> but I just like the Breaking Point. Like, I've watched, you know, when Truth does that, he'll go the Sorrow Blade, Breaking Point, Double Monocles. And, like, I've seen three Glimmer Shots put him at 15 stacks on his Breaking Point. Yeah. So, I mean, it just it just becomes overwhelming. As where the Bonesaw, you don't get any of that scaling damage as the, the fight goes on. I mean, in a way you do because you're shredding armor, but I, I, if you're going to go Glimmer Shot Focus, I think you just need the burst uh, as opposed to the the armor shred. Just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, so Rogue does pull that out. Pledger uh, and I did pick Rogue to win. Crude thought uh, Tribe was going to be back, uh, back to their normal form, which was close. I know Crude, at one point, I remember when you were watching that matchup, uh, I think Tribe was like, Probably one kill away to uh, be at a comfortable place yeah. in game two to uh, push and just win it. And they couldn't just quite secure that game two. So, you know, Rogue has starting to become known for uh, losing game one and then somehow changing things up for these last, the last two matchups to uh, win this series. So Rogue wins, moves on to day two. Uh, the last matchup on the mainstream is Nova versus Tempo. Um not too of an exciting matchup. We do get to see Hyde back, uh, I believe. Does he is he back? Yes, Hyde was yeah. back. 
I at least back. for that game. I don't know if he's staying back, but he was back for that game. So hide back. Uh, uh, I don't. I, he didn't make too much of a difference, but I mean, at least uh, he tried to play that Reza again that first game. Don't know if that was the smartest idea. Well, he did I better than got a sins on it, and yeah, I didn't uh, think he played that bad, honestly. Yeah, during the game, everybody was, you know, the announcers were kept saying that Hyde was proving that Reza was viable, although I thought otherwise. But, um, yeah, so Hyde was back, and it was it was interesting knowing that during the draft, yet the desk didn't know that because they were questioning our bands. We banned the Kestrel and the Glaive, and I believe it was Iraqi said, <clears throat> these bands would make sense if Hyde was playing, but it's not Hyde playing. And it actually was. So <laughs> apparently we knew that before the desk knew that. So that was that was fun. Yeah, so like you just mentioned, your Kestrel Glaive band, um, Tempo Bands Way That Pedal, which we haven't seen Truth on this one power pedal yet in competitive, have we? I don't think so. I could be wrong. Uh, but... Well, Truth was the first one. Well, not the first, first one, but the, the more recent one, we played it at Lives in LA, just not just not the the build that you know not the right build apparently not the build uh, that's been did, surfacing yeah we did play it against tempo storm it, in the la and everybody was calling us troll for doing it at that time yet now it's one of the strongest weapon picks there is so so that'd be interesting to see truth maybe play that down the road but they banned the pedal and the crawl they have the black feather uh arden and uh reza Nova does play the Jewel, which I was excited to see that Jewel. Um, and then we see the Samuel as well, which the Jewel, was this Jewel in the lane or no? I don't remember. No, that Jewel was yep. Weapon Jewel. This, we this is a weapon, which, okay, so I've talked to you, Blitter, obviously off podcasting, playing matches, and you always haven't really liked Samuel just because in the lane yeah. particularly. You haven't liked Samuel in the lane particularly because it's, you know, the minions are, or the, min the minions are in the way, and then the jewel in the jungle, you know, that, that jewel you need, a, like, a lot of farm to get that build that absolutely dominates. So what was your plan in this one just to see how this worked out? Like, because these are two heroes that you have mentioned that you don't necessarily like the jewel in the jungle. You don't necessarily like the Samuel in the lane. But, you know, it worked out for you guys. Um, <laughs> well, we thought the Jewel um, was a good pick where we picked it. The Samuel in the lane, sometimes Truth just does what Truth does. Right. Alternating so, current. I need to throw that out there, which was very fun to watch. I thought it was I thought it was good. I don't know. Yeah, no, he, he told us he was going to do it. Um, and that, that, that match was one of those truth was going to do what truth was going to do so i mean it's probably uh, a good time to try something new if we're being honest here um you know if you do mess up game one you probably can regroup play your strong heroes and still win the series out against tempo storm currently so i mean if truth wants to try something yeah, new it was fun to watch yeah that was kind of the strategy and that's why i was okay with us going a little off meta or a lot off meta depending on how you look at it, um, especially in game two. It's just I knew that against tempo, especially the way that they had been performing, that if we if we dropped a match, we could just toss in our strong meta picks and probably come away with the win. So you guys win game one, 10-2-6. Uh, game two, Tempo Storm. Uh, Bansway, True Celeste. Bansway, that pedal once again. They pick up a Glaive and a... Uh, 
and Idris. And then for Nova, we have them banning away the Kestrel and the Catherine, picking up um, the Lance, the Crawl, and the Jewel. And this time, it is a Jewel in the lane. It is not a weapon power Jewel in the lane. It is probably one of the most ex expensive builds I've ever seen on a hero. <laughs> Three shatter glasses and a broken myth. Um, you know, Truth was just like, let's see how many people I can one shot at one time with this big red button. It was honestly, it was just really entertaining to watch. Uh, the crystal <laughs> drill was was fun to see back again. I oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> how much does that cost? I was gonna look before we started this, and uh, I forgot. Shatter. Shatter glass is three thousand each, so there's nine thousand. Yep. Broken myth is thirty one hundred. Thirty one. So there's twelve thousand one hundred, and then I think he also had a clockwork, which I think yeah. is twenty five. No, so twenty two fifty. I think twenty two fifty. Okay, so you're looking at uh, what is that? Do 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 do. Fourteen. Brain math. Fourteen thirty. Uh, Fourteen thousand three hundred and fifty. Plus the boots, which is thirteen hundred. Right. So that's yeah, an expensive build. I mean, 206 minions at or CS score at 25 minutes. So, I mean, he did a good job of farming. He went nine and two. Uh, you will see him on the gold, gold from the fold, top play. Once again, he had a, a pretty fantastic lineup on his big red button. This game was 11 11. Uh, Gatsby, I think Gatsby's good. You know, if. He if that team has more time to practice, maybe I don't know if other players need to come in. I'm not saying Hyde or Lost Boy are bad, but I feel like Gatsby has always done a decent job of somehow performing well. Kind of like what Lone Delphi was on Echo Fox. I know Crude, me and you always said like we feel like Lone Delphi is the yeah. best player on that team, and if he gets with other people that are good, Lone Delphi is gonna be really good. So when we saw no, uh, you know Nova yeah. pick up Lone, like he has played much better getting away from that Echo Fox roster. So who knows what will happen in the future with Gatsby and you know five v five all that kind of stuff so but you know he goes 10-4 uh not sloppy matchup necessarily from both teams it was just kind of you know nova playing you know a crystal jewel for the first time since who knows when in a competitive match 25 minute match you know nova wins it was it was pretty fun to watch so the only thing that i really want to say about this is that tempo storm is now known as like the beta testers because I think this is, I mean, I'm probably wrong, but this is the first time we've seen a spell sword actually been bought in competitive. And, and anyone know if I'm wrong on that? I mean, uh, not that I, I can think of. I mean, it's real. definitely not, yeah, like an everyday item. So I'm just like, these guys just try, I mean, between Reza and spell sword, and I mean, they're going to be like the first to probably play Churnwalker in competitive. They just, they don't care. They're just trying new stuff. Well, I will say that the right into the right into where Hyde wants to be on a glaive because Hyde right. was known for his cooldown glaive, and Spell Sword kind of gives you a cooldown version or cooldown weapon power version of glaive. So, right. uh, while it it was the first time that we that we've seen it in the VG8, to my knowledge, at least in NA, uh, um, yeah, it didn't surprise me coming on Hyde just because. Uh, when he, you know, he's known for his Kestrel and he's known for his Glaive, but the Glaive he played was the cooldown version, which was the uh, Aftershock, Storm Crown, Halcyon Chargers build uh, that used to let you rip off Afterburn like every five seconds, I think. So 
throwing in a cool a weapon power cooldown item or i'm sorry a weapon yeah weapon power cooldown item i said that right that does um, make sense surprisingly yeah. <laughs> a weapon power cooldown item plays right into the hands of hide and how he likes to play glaive uh he does it's not quite as much cooldown as that other build but it, it is there so all right so nova does win 2-0 we will see them against rogue in day two um our last off stream match is cloud nine versus hammers i mean pass i mean yeah we see cloud nine game one i'll just go through them real quick i know crew doesn't want to really talk about it bludger i'm sure you didn't watch any of this no, but I did see that they took my advice and put Chicken in the lane and Polly at the captain position. Yeah, they did switch things up for this last weekend of that roster. Cloud9, you know, pulling out the Fortress again with the pedal. You know, super aggressive dive. That's just what they focus on. They want to dive, they want to dive. Second game, Hammers is banning away pedal. They're picking up the Fortress, trying to avoid it. Cloud9's like, fine, we'll pick up Vox and we'll get Glaive and we'll still be able to dive um it's just you know it was just hard for hammers to you know win these matchups hammers you know they get some kills chicken i think is the better option in the lane i mean he did goes three and seven as ringo in game two yeah and you know he goes four and five as uh weapon powered um fort or weapon powered lance he may have been in the jungle in game one unless he played that Lance in the lane because Status played a Crystal Vox and went zero and seven. I think he was in the lane for game one for some oh, reason. Yeah, 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 that's right. They did try Status, <clears throat> and I don't know if that's because they thought the best option in lane. I don't know if because they thought Status was the better Vox. I don't know why they did that, but I yeah, that's right. They did play Status in lane because they do have the Fortress and Petal, so there's a lot of objects to bounce on. We threw a round that maybe a Crystal Vox would win against that. Uh, I don't think uh, playing against Cloud9 like that, you'll necessarily win with a Crystal Vox. But he tried it. 0-7 didn't work, unfortunately. Old school 12-5 and 5 on the pedal. Really not much to talk about. I'm excited for the whole uh, not being able to talk about Hammer thing to be over. I, I honestly hope they be coming back to being able to compete a little more when starting comes back uh, after this weekend break and we start split two back up. It'll be interesting to see if uh you know they can get back on track but i can go over the ending points for na if no one else has anything to talk about for that last cloud nine hammers matchup i'm good i'm good um going into you know day two it was it was pretty crazy uh the matchups i guess i don't know rogue versus uh you know rogue versus nova we started with cloud nine versus tsm though didn't we Yes, we did. So Cloud9 versus TSM, obviously we all picked Cloud9. It was kind of like, why shouldn't we pick Cloud9? Um, it was hard not to pick Cloud9. They've just been around this whole time. So I don't know, Crude, if you want to go ahead and maybe break down the first matchup, talk about this a little bit. Bloodrant will explain sure. to you what happened, then you can tell us why it happened. <laughs> uh, sure, we can do that. Uh, so TSM for the first game is on side A, Cloud9 on side B. TSM, they go ahead and ban away Gabe Vizzle's weapon power pedal right away. Obviously, you don't want Gabe Vizzle on that weapon power pedal. We know how he destroys on that. Gabe Vizzle? Uh, yeah, I, it, he was like one of the first ones to play it on stream. Never mind. It was it was a joke. All I right. was just trying to... I, I got you. I got you. It was funny. I appreciate you paying, the, paying attention. <laughs> 
All right, so Cloud9, they go ahead and ban away the Catherine. TSM, they uh, pick up the Grace. Cloud9 goes ahead and picks up the Vox. Cloud9 then ban away the Adagio. TSM, they go ahead and ban away the Lance. Uh, that allows Cloud9 to go ahead and pick up a Rhyme. They, uh, TSM finishes up with a Cruel and Celeste combo to pick up the last two. And Cloud9 finishes with their famous Fortress that gave Vizzle likes to play for that movement speed and uh, Mortal Wounds. All right, so Belligerent. break it down. Break it down. Break it down for me, Belligerent. What happened? What, what am I breaking down? I knew you weren't paying attention. I was trying to, like, I was really trying to follow your your draft uh, there, but then you guys started talking. So, all right, endless. Break it down. All right, the only thing I want to break down is. You know, Von C is six and three on this cruel. This is kind of the first time he's been playing cruel a lot and he's been struggling, I feel like. He's been kind of making some questionable decisions, which he you know, he still made a few here and there where he would like randomly get caught out or try to three v one. Uh best chuck going eight and two. I'm just curious how Cloud Nine doesn't win when they have that Vox Fortress rhyme. Like they we've seen them dominate on uh, you know, these comps. Old school goes oh and eight like he doesn't get one kill yeah i'm just not sure what happened with cloud nine this week it just seemed like a completely different team uh belligerent i know you didn't probably get to watch all of this or any of it but i don't know if you have any comments particularly about this matchup i guess they'll remind me of the comps again it was rhyme vox and fortress fortress, fortress. okay and then it was Kroll, grace and celeste for tsm yeah i mean well Cruel and Grace are just a hell of a front line that are kind of hard to dive past because they have such great gap closers. Uh, the Cruel is going to win that that matchup against Rhyme uh, every time. I mean, in th- just just looking at how the heroes work, it kind of becomes a slap fest until you factor in the fact that Cruel gives weakness stacks. So over time, the Rhyme's power is going to dwindle further down. Um, and therefore, just head to head, the cruel and the rhyme are going to win those matches, or the cruel is going to win that matchup over the rhyme, uh, especially with a grace there to provide the heal. So, Celeste has a very beefy front line in that comp that's very difficult to get past. And even if you do get past, um, Grace and Kroll can just use their gap closers to catch back up. So, I understand why that comp won. Uh, over what they picked. Uh, Vox and Fortress can do pretty good at diving. Rhyme struggles a little bit. Uh, Rhyme's only way to dive is by triggering boots. So he's not the greatest in a dive comp necessarily. Yeah, I mean, TS or Cloud9 maybe just didn't practice as much this week. TSM got their stuff together. Uh, game two, though, this is where we do see this weapon powered. Uh, Adagio back out again. Um, not necessarily dominated. It was a pretty low scoring game, seven to one. But for the draft phase though, TSM and Cloud9, they decide, you know, let's go ahead and ban away, I would probably say the top four captains. They band away Catherine, Grace, Lyra, and Lance. So, you know, we see Finn in that captain position for Cloud9 and then Arden for TSM. I mean, not bad captains, but, you know, those four captains that are banned away are probably more played than Finn and uh, Arden right now. 
So I was, you know, kind of surprised seeing them focusing on that. Cloud9 picks up the pedal, weapon power pedal, and does lose. And then, you know, TSM, I guess, tries to counter that pedal with their own ranged, super ranged hero, Adagio. So maybe having, you know, the equal, I don't know if it's equal range. I don't know, Blender, if you know the numbers off the top of your head, how much range pedal has compared to Adagio. Are they close to the same amount? I honestly don't know right off the top of my head. I know Adagio's range. 6.6 it is the farthest in the game not factoring in the baron and the lyra perks they get from maxing out their ultimates um i want to say pedal is at a five uh but when you trigger the perk from the trampoline it jumps up to 6.2 so still be outranged by the adagio yeah. um unless i'm wrong on that five range um but that's only Right, that's only when pedal uses their trampoline. So for the most part, the Adagio is going to outrange anybody on the map. Yeah, I mean, Best Chuck only had one kill. Uh, Ivansi on that rhyme does go, um, you know, five and zero. Oh, so that was kind of surprising seeing. You know, I mean, maybe Adagio is just doing a good enough job of, uh, you know, throwing, getting out damage. Uh, you know, being a just a backline. Obviously, you know, versa or the verse of judgment. I believe that's what Adagio's ultimate is called. Um, you know, does yep. does a good job of or doesn't do like a lot of damage in this case. So, you know, best chucks are not really trying to run in the middle and um, necessarily spit out a bunch of damage. But uh, crude. I don't know if you have any sp specific information you want to talk about in this matchup. I mean, no, not really. I'd say the big headliner of this was the two weapon power, you know, Adagio pedal going at it. Um, I mean, I did say uh, that my player to watch this week was Von C. And up to this point, I think, you know, he heard this podcast and was like, man, I really got to step it up because he's been playing much better than what he was previously. Right. Still a little questionable, still not the, you know, most dominant jungler ever, but uh, it's definitely in the right direction this week compared to weeks before. So. That's all I have really to say about that. Real quick, I do have my phone pulled up, and I wanted to figure it out. But we have Pedal with a range of 5.8, and then when you go to her trampoline, when you have that uh, bonus range, attack range, level 5, completely maxed, it is 1.2. So that means that's a 7 for Pedal, correct? Yes. Which makes yes. Adagio's range. Let me pull him up his web power range is 6.6 .6. so close so yeah, Adagio outranges yeah no Adagio so outranges except for when pedal trampoline correct yep yeah so which maybe. is only read the read the description it's only the one shot right it doesn't last or does it last for a certain amount of time for the trampoline yeah um it would be the passive on that ability. Passive, passive, passive. Um, it says using the ability will increase Petal's basic attack range and amplify her weapon and crystal power for four seconds. I don't know. Okay, if so has... for four for four seconds, she has better range than the. Right, so then it will go away. So maybe Adagio does a good job of out damaging her early on until yeah. she can kind of get well i also think i also think the heals and the burns coming from the adagio when ryan is right there in the middle of everything helps right because let's i mean let's face it weapon 
Weapon power pedal, if you can get to her, will melt because she already has the second lowest health in the game. Or is it the lowest yeah. health? Uh, her or Celeste, I don't remember. But um, the lowest and builds almost no defense, no extra health. So she's like l- literally a glass cannon. Um, so if you can get to her, and even if she trampolines away, as long as Adagio pops that um, gift of fire on Rhyme before Pedal gets away, I mean, you're you're talking about causing some damage there on the Pedal, on her Munions, and so it's going to help the Rhyme make short work of the Pedal. Right, so, I mean, TSM, they, they pulled out. They go ahead and get the win over Cloud9. We're going to see TSM back in the finals, either against Rogue uh, or Nova, so... Uh, you know, it was nice seeing TSM win again. I was kind of starting to doubt that TSM was ever going to be dominant again because they were just, you know, losing to Nova, losing to Rogue, like obviously losing to Cloud9. But our last semifinal is Nova versus Rogue. Once again, this is our third time. Uh, will we see another best of three? All right, so for game one, we have Nova on side A and Rogue on side B. Uh, Nova does ban away that rhyme with Rogue banning away uh, the Grace, uh, Nova picks up the Catherine with Rogue picking up the Cruel, first pick Cruel. Um, they go ahead to ban away that Baptiste. Obviously, Baptiste can do a a, well, a a good job against that Cruel. And then Nova bans away the Lyra. Rogue picks up a Lance with Nova picking up Kestrel and Samuel. Uh, back to that old comp Kestrel Samuel we've seen Truth and Lone play a lot. And then uh, Rogue picks up um a scarf to round it out so hand me on a scarf that he's starting to become you know he's starting to do really well on evil of course on that lance that's just stupid to watch him play uh crude i don't know if you want to start out by talking about anything in this match yeah i mean evil on that lance you're right might be my new favorite thing to watch especially when he has an echo i mean he can just pretty much put someone in a wall for like eight seconds and they're just not gonna move so it's like the team can just do some serious damage. But, uh, I mean, this matchup, you know, Rogue 17 kills against uh, Nova's four. Uh, we see Truth with that weapon power Kestrel. He does do the breaking point on this one. You know, I'm not really sure. I mean, obviously we have the coach of Nova on here. I can let him talk more about it than what I'd be able to talk about, so I'll just hand it over to him. <laughs> I, I I genuinely don't know that I'll have more you. Um... I didn't get to watch the match. I was at work. Sundays are tough for me. Uh, I wasn't part of this draft. I was expecting oh, okay. them to call me on Discord, but that didn't happen. Apparently, they started using a new server instead of the group call that they had been doing. Uh, so I totally missed out on this match. You can kind of see it from the draft where they go back to comfort picks uh, and Kestrel and Samuel. The problem that I see with that is that they picked up the Catherine uh, and with Kestrel and Samuel, you want to kite, and Catherine is not a kiting captain. You would want something like Lyra there uh, or a Lance to provide some type of peel. Catherine, as I've said many times on this uh, podcast, sucks at peeling. Um, and she's really bad frontline unless it comes to like body blocking. So I think that. You know, I mean, I, I completely understand why we lost that that match. Cruel and Lance is not a comp that you want to give somebody just because it's, you know, it's too hard to get past Cruel. It's too hard to get past Lance. 
uh, and the scarf back there. It's just it's it's a it's a bad formula to try and run. Um, I think some I think this and I I can throw our team under the bus because it is our team. Um, but I think this is a good example as to why so many teams are using like coaches and analysts and things like that. Cause you see a lot of players just revert back to comfort picks, um, which is clearly what we did. Uh, our players like to call that their one trick comp, the Kestrel and the Samuel. Um, and sometimes I think that players just get, they get too focused on what heroes they think are strong rather than how a comp is going to work together, right? Where we think Catherine is a strong captain, but it doesn't work into that comp. Uh, it's just, she's not a good frontline for a kiting comp. And sometimes I think we maybe focus on certain things more than we need to. And I see other teams do that as well. But like when we face Rogue, a lot of times our guys want to focus on what we're giving Evol. And I got news for you. Evol is a god on just about every captain hero that he plays. So it's kind of a wasted ban if you're just going to try and take stuff away from him because he's going to find something that he can play. I mean, last week we saw him almost beat C9 in the finals with a Captain Samuel. So right you know focusing like when you have a that's why c9 is so hard to draft against is because gabe vizzle can play everything including like rome sky and rome vox uh i love joseph can play everything um so it's really hard to target ban against a team is where if you look at a team comparatively like tempo storm right we can we can target ban arguably their strongest player in hide because he only has two or three picks that he is truly comfortable on. Uh, and so when, you, when you're drafting against a player like Evol, it's really just kind of a wasted ban to focus on what you're giving him unless it specifically just destroys your comp. Like, I don't mind giving him the Lance there because Lance isn't going to have any effect on a Samuel or a Kestrel other than body blocking, and any captain can body block. In fact, Finn is probably better into a Kestrel and Samuel just because of the body blocking. Um, but that Lance isn't really going to, right? Lance is good for peeling. Lance is good for being a front line. But Kestrel and Samuel don't want to dive. So uh, it, it, like it really didn't matter in that comp who we gave to Evol because we were going to be kiting them. Yeah, I mean, nah. so like, I mean, Fortress would even be a good band that that you that I've ever seen Evol really like show preference on him. Or I mean, Lyra was a good band, but I've seen the Lyra picked and the Catherine band if we were gonna go for a kiting comp because Lyra in you know against the kiting comp or a poke comp as you might call it. Uh, you're not going to win that match because she's just going to keep her heels or her players healed. Plus you have the, the portal bulwark so she can instantly close the gap for her entire team onto those heroes that want to kite. So I, I would have drafted differently had I been involved in the draft. Uh, but being that I have 
you know, other obligation that just wasn't available for this one. So, but I understand how they beat us and where we fell short into this, in this particular match, because that's just, that's that, that game in my mind was kind of one in the draft. I mean, when you watch the game, Lone Delphi and Truth, Truth has four kills. You see Evolve and Pawn the Original have four deaths combined together. Um, it's because Truth never touched Hammy. Hammy literally barely, Hammy barely missed any Spitfires. Like, it was stupid how accurate he was. He would just stack Broken Myth on Eco, who has seven deaths. Eco just sat there and took, uh, you know, broke, you know, just took Spitfires, let Hammy stack up. And we saw multiple times, which that will be another play of the week on uh, a goal for a fold, is when Hammy is full health and just gets to Dragon Breath when you have three Nova players with half health and you see their health just disappear. Like, it just wasn't, there's was nothing they could do to stop Hammy. Hammy goes 12-0. and 0. Pawn and Evol just, you know, just get on top of Truth and Lone Delphi, make that make their lives difficult. Uh, like Belligerent was saying, Eco is not kiting at all, not getting his team away from uh, a Hammy's Dragon Breath. Doesn't even have War Treads to help them. Uh, this game ends at 18 minutes, so I, I, I think that was his next item. Um, but yeah, it was a rough matchup just to see Truth never to be able to get really any glimmer shots off on Hammy. Um, so Rogue does win game one. I don't know if you have anything else crude or we want to move on to date or game two. Uh, we can move on to game two. You want me to break down the uh, the matchup there? The draft? Sure, sure. All right, so Rogue on side A, Nova on side B. Rogue, they go ahead and ban away the Grace. Nova bans away the Rhyme. Rogue picks up, picks up a Catherine. Nova, they go ahead and pick up the Lance. They ban away the Baptiste. Uh, Rogue goes ahead and bans away the Celeste. Nova picks up the Kroll. Rogue go ahead and they pick up the Adagio and the Fortress. And then Nova goes ahead and picks up the Vox. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, once we finally, you know, saw it, it was going to be the fortress was going to be uh, the aftershock with the storm crown. Uh, so not putting out a whole lot of damage, you know, be able to take those objective objectives really quick though. And uh, Hammy going on this weapon power adagio, that double time or uh, double tornado trigger uh, didn't really work out for Hammy as well. He went three and five, um, but Nova. Truth and Lone Def Delphi both going weapon power. I was, wasn't sure if maybe we we're going to see a crystal box on Truth, you know, since he liked to do the crystal jewel, but ended up being weapon power. So, uh, Belligerent, I don't know if you want to touch anything on this one. I know you said that you didn't get to see a whole lot of it and stuff, but if you have anything to say. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't get to see a whole lot of it, but it just just listening to the draft, so I can't talk about specifics in the game, obviously, but just listening to the draft... It it sounds like Rogue made the same mistakes that we made uh, the prior match. They, they gave us Lance and Kroll. Um, they picked Catherine and then a comp. You know, Catherine, they didn't pick the Catherine into the Lance, but Lance is a really good counter to Catherine. Um, right. Because she, you know, he's good counter to anything that wants to dive. Um you know, the Fortress also wants to dive, but if Fortress or Catherine try to get past the front line, Lance just knocks them away. So, again, it's just not really, like, it's not a comp that functions well together, right? Adagio doesn't want to dive anybody. He, I know statistically he's not, but he feels like the slowest player on the map all the time. 
Uh, he wants to be way in the back and just, you know, kind of poke and do damage from the gift of fire as where Fortress and Catherine want to go forward, but they're not going to go forward through the Lance. Uh, I think Blackfeather probably would have been a better pick into the Lance, which is usually why when I'm drafting, if we're going to go for that front line of like a Lance and a Kroll, um, we ban Blackfeather because Blackfeather just messes up any comp where you want to have a big front line with somebody in the back. Um, and so I just like, I, I listen to those heroes and they just don't feel like they mesh well together. Um, so it's, again, I think it's, it's, it's teams falling into the trap of picking what's, you know, picking something that's strong on the board, but not having a true plan for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nova, the double weapon power, uh, Lone Delphi, six and three on the crawl, uh, you know, doing a really good job, has his own crucible, you know, you have a lot of, you know, stuns, blast trimmers, the versa judgment, uh, you have a lot of CC coming out of rogue side, uh, they picked a lot of good fights, it's just really the lance in this cruel front line, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, like Blizzard's saying, you don't want to have, you don't want to give a team those two heroes, uh, you need to pick one or ban one. But yeah, you know, Fortress tried to dive the whole time, and Truth just used his breaking point and just danced around that Fortress, and Hammy wasn't able to get the damage off because he was, you know, too busy running from, you know, Lone Delphi that, the whole fight. So, you know, 21-minute game, Nova wins. You know, here we go. We have another match three. Seeing a lot from uh, Twitch chat about uh, whether or not we are going to see a rhyme and uh, that rhyme jewel come out of Rogue for the last match, uh, which we do, but just not for Rogue. We have pretty much, um, you know, a team swap here. We have Nova on the the rhyme uh, jewel and Lyra. Then we have Rogue on the Lance, uh, Grace, and Celeste. So we've seen, you know, Nova run that Lance jungle. Uh, Celeste Lane, and we've seen obviously Rogue start the Jewel Rhyme. So this team switched. They played each other's comps. Fortunately, it didn't work out for Nova. Uh, Rogue does win match number three. Crude, I don't know what you would like to specifically point out in this matchup. I would just say that, I mean, it basically came down to, in my opinion, that it was Hammy versus Truth as far as, you know, Pawn and Lone Delphi trying to help, you know, defend slash. Uh, keep the other team away from their carry. And uh, I would say that, you know, obviously Rogue, Hammy, he goes 12-3. and three. Uh, They did a better job. I think it's more because of that, that Pawn. Uh, he has that Lance. He has a lot of CC. He's able to help protect that, that Celeste. But that's pretty much the only thing I'd really say about that matchup. Uh, can somebody break down the draft for me? Yeah, we got Nova on side A, Rogue on side B. Nova bans away the pedal. Rogue bans away uh, the cruel. Nova first picks Rhyme. Rogue picks up the Lance and then bans away the Kestrel. Nova bans away the Scarf. Uh, then we see Rogue pick up the Grace. Nova picks up the Lyra and the Jewel. And then we see Rogue finish it off with the Celeste. Yeah, okay. So this one I was actually involved in. Um, I just didn't know the full thing, but I told, I was talking to our analyst 
on Discord, and I told him to tell them to ban the pedal, which I knew would result in the Kroll ban, uh, because they don't like picking Kroll if they're paying, or they don't like having Kroll on the board if they're planning on playing Rhyme, because like I said earlier, head-to-head Kroll is going to win that match. Um, so, you know, we use the pedal ban, A, to take it away from Hammy, uh, because I do know that he plays that, although I don't know if he's played it in competitive yet. I do know that he's been practicing it. Um, and then, so we use that to take it away from him, but also if you ban pedal, you're telegraphing that you want the crawl. So I knew that it would draw the the crawl ban from them. It told us, told our guys to uh, first pick the rhyme away from Rogue. So it pr- played out exactly how i had planned it uh again i was getting some some pushback as far as you know what you know what they wanted to ban for evil i'm like look whatever we give evil he's just gonna be a god on so you know they were worried about giving he doesn't actually end up on the lance so it didn't matter anyway um but then the jewel pick like so i get a message on discord that goes quick truth wants to know what you think about jewel uh okay like i don't i i you a you're not telling me what it's into b right like so like i was like as long as it's weapon and so that's why the jewel rhyme comp came out there um you know i i wasn't able to be in the draft i wasn't able to be part of it again because i was working um so it played out the way the draft played out pretty much the way that I had expected, except for maybe the jewel. And the only reason that I say that, and from what I've been told, I haven't got to see the matches yet because they haven't been posted on YouTube. A lot of that match came down to just truth, missing his thunder strikes and probably just not having enough uh, practice on the jewel. Um, I, Again, without watching it, I don't know. I'm going to guess that we probably weren't great about portal portaling our team onto the Celeste in the back, um, as a lot of teams do to us when we play that double front line with the Celeste. So it was. I think that I'm guessing that match came down more to us just not having practice on what we were trying to play um i think there might have been some better picks than the jewel there especially again because truth has almost no practice on it uh black feather sounds like it would have been a good one everybody the black feather can't uh, counters the the celeste especially into those uh tanky front lines because you can just get pat get through all of the cc there um but that even that's not necessary you could have gone like vox or something and used lyra's portal to get past that front line uh, so the draft played out the way that it should have just it's at least it sounded to me the information that I've been able to obtain, even if I had been home and I still can't watch a third place match, which really needs to change. But uh, you still can't watch it because they're not streamed. So I, I don't really know what happened. But from what I've been told, it it sounded more like it was uh, kind of just. It, not necessarily that they outdrafted us or anything like that. We just don't have the practice on the jewel in order to play it well. There is going to be a play of the week for Gold of Fold, and it kind of it's kind of funny that you mentioned Thunder Strikes and Portal because there's a play uh, of the week where um, 
let's see, Pawn. Pawn's on the web power. Lance, he gets like a double kill, basically almost a triple kill. But, uh, you know, Truth jumps in, misses like three Thunder Strikes, Eco Portals. The portal actually uh, is used into Pawn's uh, advantage, to, uh, and he takes the portal to get more kills. So, I mean, it was kind of, that was a bad matchup. And, yeah, there was a lot of Thunder Strikes that were being missed. And I think, you know, Rogue just happened to play better in that last matchup. But, you know, Rogue, once again, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, takes down Nova for our third time. We don't get to see this crazy, you know, even series that's going to get better and better, which I think it will get better and better. But so far, Rogue is 3-0 and in these splits. Um, the splits are over. We are seeing the splits come to the end. Yeah, I will say, though, um, you know, Rogue has taken everyone, but name, like, this is becoming, like, one of those great rivalries, right? Um, you know, name a better rivalry. Uh, you could say TSM and C9, but a lot of those matches between C TSM and C9 are two O's. Yeah, exactly. Of whoever wins. Every time we've played Rogue, it's gone three games. Yep. So, I mean, this is becoming like, you know, if, if I was, I mean, even, even as the coach, but like, this is the one that I, if I was a fan, I would be fired up for these Nova versus Rogue matchups just because every single time it goes to three matches um and most of them are very competitive matches so i can't think of too many other and and, and frankly in vga other than like tsm and c9 um there i can't think of too many teams that have played each other this often right like we've played each other each of the first three weeks of the season yeah you know, you don't usually see that except for like TSM and C9 because they'll they'll face each other in week one at some point. They'll be on the same side of the bracket and then they'll, you know, they face each other in the finals. Um, but like looking at this from kind of an outsider perspective, I'm kind of fired up for this rivalry that's developing between Rogue and Nova. Yeah, it's going to make great for make for great Vanglory down the road, especially when you know these teams are on the same level it's just rogue has happened to get the get the better draft or maybe play a little better in the third the third matchup so nova's going to get there eventually uh we won't see nova at the mobile masters though so we won't be able to see them uh up against rogue there if that would play out but i don't have anything else for these semifinals i don't know if anyone else does or if we would like to move on to a, a tsm rogue final i say we move on let's do it all right so tsm versus rogue going into it um i i thought rogue could beat tsm i did pick rogue to beat tsm in the third place matchup so i have the third place matchup in championship completely reversed i thought rogue could beat tsm there um but you know tsm they're playing well this honestly the finals were kind of disappointing that's my personal opinion crude i don't know if uh how you thought about the finals yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I thought it was kind of disappointing. Uh, I mean, I was happy because I saw TSM get back to what I I know that they can do, and like kind of as far as kind of dominating. But you know, I mean, obviously as a fan, I would like to see it. You know, be the competitive three games back and forth. Uh, you know, sneaking into the base to to destroy the Vein Crystal. But yeah, that definitely did not happen in this matchup. Do we uh, want to break down the? draft for this first matchup or we just want to kind of talk about what happened 
I mean, I, I'll go over who we who they ended up picking up. Uh, TSM, they had Kroll, Celeste, Glaive, and then Rogue went with Grace, uh, Scarf, and Blackfeather was the two comps. So uh, as far as comp compositional-wise, the only thing that was kind of different would be, I would say, Flash X on that Glaive. And, I mean, we've seen him play it before. Obviously, he got that Echo for those afterburns to help try and uh, peel for Celeste, uh, especially with um, Pon getting that Black Feather, being able to Rosa Fence into the back line. So I think Flash did a really good job with that. Uh, you know, he had 11 assists. So, Glidrant, got anything? No, I didn't get to see it, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much to say either about it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's just like to me, I don't know, Crude, if you want to agree or disagree, but I feel like Rogue just played a lot better against um, TSM. I don't know if they were just tired coming off of a best of three in the semis, heading straight into the finals, or what. Like first, I don't know. I don't. I just wait, wait, wait. They they played a, a better against Rogue or, or or I'm sorry, Nova or TSM. Which Nova, one did you say? sorry, Rogue. Rogue played a yeah, lot better I, against Nova. It just seemed like they. Yeah. Played better comps and you know what I'm curious about since I have absolutely nothing to contribute to this conversation about the match. <laughs> I'm curious why but, nobody called me out on just a minute ago. What was that? I missed it. I was talking about Rogue and Nova being the third place match and being off stream, so I couldn't watch it. Oh, <laughs> well, I thought I thought I I heard you say third place, but I thought you meant like they weren't posted because you didn't get to watch them live. So. Yeah. yeah, no, the it's the third place matches that generally take a long time to make it to YouTube. So right, right. like everything from week three except for the third place matches uh, has been posted on YouTube already. So oh. but I just yeah. realized I just realized I was talking about it like that and then we were talking about a comp- I was talking about two totally different matches. So nice. Everything I said about the rogue match still is accurate. It just except for the I wouldn't have been able to watch it part, but nobody called me out on it. You mess up and you say TSM instead of Nova, and you get thrown under the bus. Crude catches that, but he didn't. He didn't catch the whole uh, complete different series you were talking about. <laughs> uh, in all fairness, I my internet dropped for a second, so I had to get out of Discord and get back in. So oh, he was gone, and we didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it took a solid minute for me to be like, had to reconnect and stuff. So I was like, uh, hopefully you guys didn't say anything. Cause, all right. Anyway, this is great podcasting. We should get back to what we were talking about. Hey, so honestly, earlier I said I thought things would get better. Belligerent said it could get worse. So I think he may have purposely talked about the wrong matchups just to make things get worse. Because <laughs> yeah. he predicted no, no, it no. See, But I talked about the correct matchup. Oh, yeah, I right. Excuse me. said it was off stream. Right, right. That was the only wrong part. So. It's it, not like I was talking about, you know, a a Catherine Fortress <laughs> Vox combo and you guys are like what? Jewel and Rhyme, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, dude, that's funny. Yeah, and for being honest, I don't have any screenshots from the championship matchup, so I was hoping Crude would just take it away. So uh Okay, I can. I mean I can talk more. I have screenshots. I didn't know that. What I was, was the trying final, to give other people. What was the final kills for the first round or first matchup? So the first matchup, uh TSM, they had twelve kills and Rogue had six. Uh Pawn went one and six. 
Amy went three and three, so he didn't do too bad. But uh, best Chuck, he went nine and two. I'd, I'd definitely say he was, you know, he's the carry, which obviously, you know. I thought you were going to say MVP there, but you said carry. <laughs> no, I definitely went with carry. So, so yeah, yeah I don't, I mean, there's not really a whole lot else to say about that one. I mean, and the second game's honestly even worse if we want to jump to that one because that'll, I mean, that one ended up being uh, Rogue had zero kills and yeah. TSM had 16, and that was over in 13 minutes. Kraken wasn't even on the map, so it was an absolute snowball landslide. Like, it was bad. Who'd they play? Uh, so, Rogue. TSM. <laughs> yeah thank you uh, thank what, you what heroes did they play <laughs> <laughs> so rogue had kroll uh fortress and celeste and then tsm had lance pedal and jewel uh vonsi went with the web or i'm sorry vonsi was the crystal pedal and jewel was the weapon power yeah it was the weapon power and uh so best chuck nine and oh uh, Von C seven and zero, and then TS or TSM. Flash X went zero and zero. He didn't die. Didn't have any kills. But yeah, this was that was to be honest with you, it was a shit show. So see, and I know we're talking about like a really bad series right now, but the, to me, this is what makes the VG eight just like so fascinating. Like Rogue and Nova are always like this massive slugfest. Last week, Nova 2 O's TSM. And then this week, TSM 2 O's Rogue. So, like, yeah. it, it just changes every week is where I feel like EU kind of, at least this season, has really fall, fallen into a groove of we know what's going to happen for the most part. Yeah, that is crazy to think that maybe EU and NA have kind of switched. EU used to switch every week. And now, I mean, granted, we had Cloud9 the first two weeks, but, you know, who Cloud9 faced was kind of questionable who they would face each week so yeah things have changed tsm gets back up top they don't get enough points though to uh um get to the top all right so cloud or na is a little more a little the running is a little tighter here we have cloud nine at the top with 19 rogue behind them with 16 tsm is starting to catch back up with 14 nova esports with 10 tribe with six hammers with five gangsters and tempo still with zero not sure if they'll move. Uh, they won't move until they play each other. But, um, you know, Nova, Team Solo Mid, Rogue, Tribe maybe if they fix things and split two. It's going to be a close uh, cr- close run for second place. I'm just saying second place, assuming that Cloud9 doesn't really budge that first place spot. But, you know, with TSM maybe getting things back into how it used to be, maybe they'll come back. Um Point-wise, for our points, I don't know if I want to talk about it because I'm probably going to mess it up. I got four. Bludgeon got four points. And then Crude got three. Yes. But then yeah, I got three. you got the third I place matchup. Right? The Rogue Tribe matchup was really the only one that any of us were yeah, and then had to, had to make a decision about. Crude does make it back up, though, with getting the third place correct. Somehow, he does pick the Nova over TSM, but it ended up being Nova over Cloud9, and Nova did win that, um, so that will be interesting. Um, I don't have anything else. I, didn't even, I don't even have MVPs picked out. I don't even know if we would like to do that real quick. Think of MVPs, or we can just skip the MVPs this week. 
Can I uh, can I give the MVP to Von C since he listened to me and was actually playing much better this week? I think that would be fair, right? No, I think our, I think the MVP should be Tasty Bacon. What one for the one for the wave had the camera foobar, and then two just for his comments after our uh, crystal power jewel match. Oh, before and after. Like, I love the before, like, leading into it where we had Kroll and Jewel and Munchables goes, well, so do you guys think this is going to be a weapon jewel or a crystal jewel? Because they have the Kroll and Tasty Bacon was like, well, it should be a weapon, but this is Nova, so I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it's a crystal jewel. So I think That's for awful. me, this, this week's MVP was Tasty Bacon. So Tasty Bacon gets what, what position that are... The laner is Tasty Bacon. Is he okay? So Tasty Bacon is yeah, a, he carried. All right, so Tasty Bacon's, Bacon's our laner MVP. Von C is our Kroll MVP. Uh, Captain wise, let's see. Has to be Evil. Has to be Evil again. Evil wins back to back. What role Dude. is is Cruel? Did I say Cruel in this last game? You no, you said Von C wins MVP for Cruel. Well, okay. He maybe <laughs> since he played cruel so much, I just instantly said, uh, I said cruel. Uh, everybody, watch out for that 2.9 update where the new roles are going to be carry, captain, and cruel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. whatever. So, do we have a vote? We have a vote for Evol. I don't have my stats in front of me, so I don't even know. I know Flash, I, I almost would think you'd have to give it to flash i mean evil kind of kicked the bucket in the last match right flash flash got his team back to the championship so you know what i think flash looked at von c and best chuck and said y'all need to get your stuff together and they did so so i think flash played that uh, important role in tsm's preparation i think he got his team back to the finals so our mvps are tasty bacon von c and flash x uh tasty evil nope Tasty or Flash X, Tasty Bacon, uh, great meme. Plus Flash, Flash saved the shave the beard. Yes, they are sponsored by Gillette, so uh, he had no choice but to shave it. It's kind of messed up that TSM goes, "Hey, we just got a big sponsor, and now you have to shave your beard because we can't be sponsored by Gillette with you having a beard like that." <laughs> a massive beard. Oh. All right, hour thirty. Let's wrap this up real quick. I'm going to put you all on the spot. We have the Mobile Masters coming up the plat or like how it's gonna play out is a big question mark we got we have a let's see we have the las vegas gauntlet and then we have the championship round so there's like two different rounds we got tsm running the quote-unquote gauntlet they have to face teams like echo fox i'm gonna do rapid fire ready tsm versus echo fox win tsm okay tsm versus sk tsm sk okay so what you just picked eu over na <laughs> yeah keep going i'll keep picking i bet sk's gonna win this whole thing that's my call okay, right now sk's not beating ace gaming all right anyways all right so i'll finish with blood drink okay shut up that was my, that was my wild card that was my wild card all right ace gaming blood drink tsm versus fanatic uh tsm tsm versus nrg uh nrg is not gonna win <laughs> TSM versus Ace Gaming. Ace Gaming is a team from East Asia. They have played up against big names like Detonation Gaming and Rocks Armada. 
Uh, I know we probably don't know really that much about him, but how do you think that matchup will go? Uh, Ace Gaming. All right, Crude. Uh, SK versus Fnatic. Uh, SK. SK versus NRG. SK. SK versus Ace. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, SK. Okay, yeah, you're just get out of here. The biggest troll in the world. Uh, let's let's move on to championship round. This now, I guess, Dude, is time out. Time out. If you're gonna call me out like that, what do I get if SK does win this whole thing and I'm right? I will give you fifty bucks because they've they've been dominant, dominant in EU. Okay. All right. We'll see. All right, so we'll championship round. They're, now, this is all the past gauntlet winners. Cloud9, they won in New York. Rogue won in the SEMC, the opening whatever stupid thing that was. Cloud9 versus Rogue. <laughs> uh, Diligent, Cloud9 versus Rogue. Cloud9. All right, Crude. Cloud9. All right, then you have whoever wins the Las Vegas run, which Belligerent, yours was Ace. Ace versus Rogue. Ace. And then Cloud9 versus Ace. Uh. Oh, then Cloud9 versus Ace? Yes, uh, that will be happening as well. I'm going to give it to Cloud9. All right, Crude, SK versus Rogue? SK. Okay, Cloud9 versus SK. <laughs> you better pick SK, I swear. You might as well. You think they're so good, you might as well. SK. All right, whatever. I'll do it. All right. I'll Cr- do it. Crude honestly thinks SK is the best team in the world, clearly. Uh, it will I'm about be... to start tweeting. I'm about to start tweeting at Tyrese and Cavalfa right now. <laughs> fifty bucks on the line. You just put fifty bucks down on S uh, on SK. Our fade out music for this podcast should be like some Cypress Hill. <laughs> Why? Do you not know who Cypress Hill is? I don't think I do. I'm gonna be honest with you here. Oh my lord! Just go Google Cypress Hill after this podcast. It, it, okay. It, it describes your state right now. <laughs> Delusional? No, no, no. I'll send you a link. Why he all right. All right. That's all we have. Uh, you can follow us at TFR underscore esports. Crude, thanks for joining us. Send yourself out for if you can. I mean, you may just say SK, but where, where should we follow you at? Uh, on Twitter. You should follow me on Twitter. All right. Uh, you're still being a troll, uh, belligerent. How about you? You can follow me on Twitter at belligerent underscore VG. That's BLG3RNT. Sweet. Crude sloth. No, you're done. Twitter. That's not even right. They won't find you if you do that. But uh, it's crude sloth. Slothy. Slothy. Change your name to Slothy right now. Uh, anyways, thanks for joining us, guys. You're not going to see us, obviously, for a prediction episode because we don't know anything about the tournament anyways, and Crude thinks SK is going to win. That was our predictions. That's his prediction. Don't put my name on that. <laughs> and then um, we will have October 21st is split one of – oh, wait, week one of split two. This episode was chaotic, and I like did a points in the middle of – a. The week, it was just stupid. It was bad. I apologize if you stuck with us this whole hour 30. Uh, You're true fans. So uh, cheers. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Thanks.
Thanks for tuning in to Time for Rolling. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play Music and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Time for Rolling and at TFR underscore esports. Until next week for another edition of Time for Rolling.